Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. Despite a difficult upbringing, today's guest has achieved so much in such a short space of time, transforming his life from depressed teenager with suicidal thoughts to mentor, coach, and property millionaire with a six-figure income in under two years. He's done lots more too, and today he's going to tell us all about it. It's Alexander Siri. Alex. <laughs> Hi, Andy. How are you doing? Hi, how are we doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Are you well? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, very good. Just um, talking to you earlier, we've had a, a few bits and pieces of discussions, etc. stuff we're going to talk about today, and there was so much to try and put into an introduction. <laughs> I couldn't get it all in, really. You've got so many things that you've achieved, and it's all happened so quickly. So, yeah, I try not trying to put things in there, but uh, especially um, you've done other things too. You've kept yourself really fit and modelled mm-hmm. as well. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about your early life and how you built up towards doing all these things? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I'm from a Nottingham in uh, in the East Midlands, uh, from a town called Hucknall. So, I grew up fairly average. I um, I went to primary school, went to secondary school, probably average student, you'd say. Got average GCSEs and uh, went to sixth form college. But then I dropped out of sixth form college because I just didn't I just didn't like the education that I was getting. Really, I just it was really bored, and I wanted to start earning money. So um, I left, dropped out of sixth form college, and basically started working in sales environments and stuff and I didn't really like that either I didn't really like having a job even though the money was great I just didn't like kind of being dictated by people so as I was kind of growing up as well I got my first job probably when I was 17 I think you first job in and out of jobs I don't think so no so I got made redundant on my first job just because I think it was about 2008 when everything kind of went uh, upside down in the market so I got made redundant due to I like, remember Tiskley Broadband mm-hmm yeah, I used to work for them, but I think they might have gone under and I got laid off, made redundant. And this is when I was like 17, 18, and I was getting really good income. But what had happened after that, it was a bad kind of thing I fell into. Growing up, my dad left home when I was 10 years old. So um, this man I loved with all my heart kind of kind of walked out, <laughs> never to be seen again, uh, leaving me, my brother and my mother. And growing up with my mother was very difficult and we weren't always close and we clashed. And as I grew older, it kind of got, worse and worse and worse father figures sometimes in your life to help mentor you absolutely yeah well so my so my uncle mark who he's been a big kind of influence in my life actually but even though he was my uncle and he's great and he'd, he'd treat me like a father he would take me away on holidays and and buy me things and kind of give me real good uh, life lessons and it helps as well because he's a he's a business owner and an entrepreneur but having your dad not there in the household is still quite difficult and growing up with my mother the relationship deteriorated with her and we weren't in the best loving relationship really so at age of 19 things were kind of uh, really bad and um, I started getting very depressed so I wouldn't eat right I was uh, wasn't sleeping right either uh, self-harming as well um, and uh, yeah and yeah, quite serious. Not not cutting, just kind of just hurting myself. And I basically didn't want to be alive. Like I felt like I was lonely at the time, even though I just met the most amazing woman ever. Her name's Claire. I'm still with her today, seven years on. At, at the time, it was just, it was lonely. It was like, I, I wanted this love from my mum, but it wasn't there. So I remember saying to her when I was about 21, so this carried on for about three years, real bad time. And then 21, I remember telling her, 
look, I, I want to kill myself. I, f- I feel like killing myself. I text her. And the response I got back, let's just say it wasn't the most loving or caring response a kind of mother could give, really. So from that, there was two options I could have gone down. The route of actually doing something and, uh, you know, hurting myself even more or being feeling sorry for myself or playing the victim or actually do something about it. So this actually kind of, in a weird, strange way, kind of motivated me to change my life. So at the age of 21, I was, uh, after my sales job, I fell into a care support role for autistic adults, getting paid about £10,000, which wasn't great at all. It wasn't really good. And from that, I decided I wanted to become wealthy. I wanted to become wealthy. I wanted to change my life. I wanted to become more fitter. I wanted to become this person that I always wanted to be. So, um, what sparked it? Yeah. So it was the depression. I th- I believe. So it was a depression. I read a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Another one. So yeah, I went on Amazon, Googled, uh, I actually Googled how to become rich and uh, that book came up, uh, Think and Grow Rich, read that book and my mindset started to really, really change. I was like, oh my God, why has no one ever taught me this way of thinking before? Why is this not taught in schools? Why is this not, why has no one in my life taught me? From there, it was like, okay, personal responsibility. I have the decision to go and change my life. It's all on me. From that, my mindset started to change and it actually tore me and my mother further apart. So I was thinking very kind of positive. I want to do things in my life and long story short, sure I got kicked out of my family home so um, I was kicked out homeless for a brief period of time before my uh, girlfriend's mother took me in which is great best mother-in-law ever and growing up actually as well I wanted to become a police officer really wanted to become a police officer and I think that was just security really looking back now probably security that I wanted in my life having a good secure job etc so although I wanted to become the successful person I always wanted to become a police officer as well so what I did I applied for Nottinghamshire Police as a special constable when I was 22 and then um, a year later in 2013 I joined Nottinghamshire Police working in custody as an officer from that I joined the environment and when I was there I was looking around at these officers and most of them majority of them were all really up like not happy they were overstretched overworked exhausted really complaining about their job and stuff and I thought to myself what's going on this is supposed to be my like dream job this is my I want to become these people who I'm surrounding myself with now and uh, I was like oh my god this is such a shock I thought I thought you're supposed to chase the bad guys and you're supposed to be happy and stuff what was the reality day to day reality was horrible like so officers were coming in really like stressed really stressed they were working long unsociable hours away from their loved ones and obviously the low income they weren't really feeling valued and i can remember actually asking the officers who had come into custody and said look do you still enjoy your job and the majority of them said no and it actually came to crunch time for me to kind of go deeper into the, the, the police force and i firmly believe if you start using the same ingredients in life so that's using a cake and as an analogy if i use the same ingredients for a cake and use the same kind of thing is what I'm going to get the same results. So I thought to myself, do I want to end up like these officers who are upset? They're not passionate about their jobs. They just don't want to be there. They're there for the money. And I thought to myself, I really don't want that. So at this time, far in, I was, I was obviously keep reading my mindset and was changing. I thought, okay, let's, let's start building a kind of uh, a life where I don't have to be a police officer either but also have the freedom and flexibility and just live life to the max and live life on my terms without being dictated by anyone so from that i decided to say no to the career path in the police force and i decided a life for me and my family of freedom and flexibility and all the things that you can all imagine really of kind of doing what you want where you want with whom you want as much as you want you're starting to get the mindset to transforming your life is that yeah. where you got involved with Simon Zucci's Property Investors Network? 
that's exactly right yeah so from that i didn't i found out i don't want a job anymore just as especially my dream job wasn't all what was cracked up to be so i decided right okay I want to start learning about investments and property. But the only thing is, I didn't know a thing about property. I just, I, I didn't have capital to kind of invest really. So I knew I had to learn somehow. So what I did, I actually ordered um, your Property Network magazine with a book, came with it, Property Magic. I read that book and I was like, oh my God, this is this is great. It's really simple laid out. So what I decided with my partner, uh, we went into a three-day event, um, which is called the Mastermind uh, Accelerator. And then from that, we went on the full year course. But the only problem with this is that it would cost about, I think it's about £18,000, which is all of mine and my partner's savings because I got kicked out of my family home and I was saving for a house for me and my partner's living because I was living with my mother-in-law, right? Decision, an opportunity versus your lifestyle. So this is the thing that you have to make a decision on, isn't it? So I know where yours has gone, but you can imagine other people that are out there listening, thinking, I've got an opportunity, it's going to cost me money, but where am I going to take it in the future? So I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, long story short, it was crunch time for me after this three-day event. I had to kind of decide whether to go go back to a life of mediocrity have a job dictated by bosses and kind of the system and the rat race and get a mortgage and stuff or take a massive leap of faith in my own abilities and uh, my kind of resourcefulness and spend the money and try take a control of my life a bit more so at 24 spent the 18,000 pounds and about two minutes after that that signing of the contract I actually threw up I went to the toilet threw up everywhere don't know what it was to this day probably a bit of anxiousness but it was a lot of money spending that age and I just thought Jesus Christ what have I just done so after a few sleepless nights crunch time came and long story short I had an amazing year and ended up becoming a top performer so with zero starting capital ended up achieving £62,000 worth cash flow my first year and four incredible JV partners and to now I'm 2017 we're over six figures of income and ownership of over a million pounds uh, worth of property and now I coach and mentor other property investors as well as um, becoming a business coach as well so uh, really kind of That's fortunate yeah really fortunate where I am at the minute but you know what this is why I love entrepreneurship because I mean entrepreneurs takes risks for the betterment of their lives and looking back now, that crunch time to sign that um, contract, um, I would have done it all over again. I really would, because now I don't have to be dictated by anyone. I've got freedom to do what I want. You, you had a crossroads, and it could have gone one way or it could have gone the other. And sometimes I believe when we're on that fulcrum and you're, you're one way or the other, if you're put into a desperate situation and you put your back against the wall, that's sometimes your best time and when you actually produce the goods. So you've done exactly that. Well done. Yeah, well, I mean, as well. So I burnt my bridges. Basically, I had to succeed. I had to kind of burn the boats and I had to go forward. And I also asked myself a question. You know, price of this program is eighteen thousand pounds. And I've joined other programs before in businesses and stuff. And I always ask myself the same question. Okay, the price of this is the amount of money that's being charged, right? But what's the cost of not doing this course? Because the cost is being in a job for the rest of my life that I'm not passionate about being injured, being treated like crap from the public or the organization. It could be, I don't know, not seeing my family as much. It could be suffering relationships. It could be uh, financial problems. That's the cost of not joining. And that cost is way more expensive than the actual price of the actual program I'm joining. And that's always the outlook I have when I join business programs and kind of uh, kind of educational pr- programs on personal development. That's a good way of looking at it. Now, you're an 
example of the kind of person we like to have on the show because you not only have transformed your wealth and also took your opportunity to move out of your previous career into your new career but you also keep fit and model so ladies calm yourself but at some point (laughs) we'll know a little bit about the modeling but first of all could you tell us a little bit about your fitness regime yeah it's funny so that book think and grow rich as well that was kind of the first tester for me so i was a very skinny i'm only i'm five foot nine and a half i'd like to add the half on just to make me a bit taller (laughs) um and uh, i was very scrawny i had a bit of a paunch on me my belly when i was like in my teenagers years and um i started kind of training the gym because i wanted more confidence and self-esteem i used to train like seven days a week in the gym really kind of started like being disciplined with it and my body just started to transform really so i think i was about 23 or 22 at the time and i got approached by a photographer uh two photographers actually and uh started doing some modeling shots fitness underwear and stuff like that and swimwear um now, I think it was a bit of an ego boost and also kind of a congratulations on what, where I've come from. Of course, um, what's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's kind of not something I want to pursue for life. It's just uh, something for me, I, th- I suppose. But my training regime from then to now, actually, is uh, seven days a week. Monday is typically I'll train chest, Tuesday back, Wednesday legs. Um, my legs need to be a bit bigger, actually. I've had some injuries with them, but uh, no excuses. Uh, Thursday, shoulders, uh, Friday, arms, and uh, typically the weekends are uh, hit training so high intensity um, cardio training well you're still obviously very committed so um, how do you find time for re- rest and relaxation yeah so I so my um, schedule and people think I'm a bit mad for this so every single day I wake up at 4 a.m and I go to bed about half four yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um so I, I i don't like it when i don't it, it pisses me off when people say they haven't got time to achieve their goals in fitness it, it, people say to me they haven't got time to read a book people say to me they haven't got time to i don't know build a business or i could never do that i've got kids and, and all the things that come along with the excuses and from oprah winfrey to gary vaynerchuk grant cardo and these are very successful people we all have the same 24 hours and it's how we use those hours now if it's success in your health and fitness, whether it's success in your finance, business, or relationships, you have to sacrifice something. And for me, it's sleep. I have to sacrifice my sleep because I want to become successful rather than I like to sleep. Yeah, I've got to say, Alex, I do exactly the same, except I probably do it the other way around to you. So I stay up late. I've been trying to transition into getting up earlier so not four unfortunately but i've been getting up about half past five at some time at the moment i've switched back to late nights so we've had a few three o'clock in the morning jobs so you're four o'clock in the mornings me and my son dan we we do quite a lot of stuff together yeah he in particular would just about be going to bed when you're getting up but i suppose (laughs) you can't do both really because you can't stay awake at uh at both ends of the clock can you no, you can't. And that's very important. That's going to be kind of a really bad impact on your health as well, because a lot of these kind of you see these motivational quotes, you've got to grind, you've got to hustle. But if you're not getting any sleep, you're going to be you're going to have burnout real fast. So I always make sure I have at least about six, six to six and a half hours of sleep every night. And that's I always have that. So it's very important. And a lot of people think it's actually a discipline in waking up. But the real discipline is actually going to bed. Yeah. So on time, because that's just as hard, really, especially when you're not tired. Tough, yeah. I know what you mean, exactly. Yeah. Would would you change anything on your journey so far? Um, I would, yeah. I wish... 
I realized to take control of my life at a much younger age. So at 21, I realized this. And I wish I took control when I was 18, obviously something like 18, 17, maybe. But in hindsight, I'm always going to say that. But no, I don't think I would change anything massively in regards to my journey or anything like that. No, I don't think I would. There's no there's no opportunities where I would have thought, I wish I went for that. Okay, but how would you suggest that listeners start to transform their mindset? Because mindset's obviously an incredible thing for you and how you started your journey was by changing your mind. So how would you say that the listeners need to approach mindset? Yeah, absolutely. So a big one, like this is super huge as well, is like peer group. You need to control who you're hanging around with, who your surroundings are with, because they have a massive impact on how your, your life going to turn out so for me i mean i had some great friends when i was like growing up my teenage years 18 19 but i find myself going out drinking the weekends getting a bit of trouble and just suffering with hangovers playing the xbox and all the things i thought to myself i'm wasting my life even then i thought god i'm wasting my life and i think having a peer group is important because since being the property game since in business and my mentors now they are way more successful than me on a different level and I think they push you and stretch you to kind of come to their level and if you're surrounded by people who aren't successful and broken and complaining uh, still hating and doing all the things that not successful people do well you're going to be an unsuccessful person as well so it's kind of really important that you surround yourself with a peer group who are like-minded, who want the same things in you, who want success, who want the wealth, who have good bodies and good healthy habits. Because if you don't, well, you're going to be like the people who haven't. Yep, I understand. Who are those mentors that you've taken regular advice from? There's probably four big ones. So growing up as a teenager, my uncle, my uncle Mark, big influence in my life, kind of taught me wrong from right. And then probably my first investor, JV partner, actually, Simon Platt, who uh, is a very close friend and a mentor and the most amazing man. He was the first person who took a risk on me. So uh, he joined the program with uh, myself and he said he saw something in me. And believe it or not, he said he saw the pictures of me from the fitness days and the uh, the photographer days. And uh, he said, if you're that disciplined in your physique, you'll be disciplined in business as well. So I, I kind of, I was like, okay that's great i appreciate that so he took a risk on me and we've ended up having i think we're on our third or fourth property now together which is great um and also simon zucci massive massive person who's kind of supported me along the way and he's actually wrote a praise for my book which is great and also uh, daniel Priestley, co-founder of dent global and also his father andrew Priestley. so i think that's five actually um five uh, mentors who had a really positive impact on my life I think it's important, definitely, if you've got other people to help you. You can't do this stuff on your own. No, you can't. I think I think mentors as well, they, they see something in you that you can't see in yourself. So I think when they guide me, they've guided me, I just think that I've saved so much time, so much heartache, so much stress by trying to figure this stuff out on my own. And by having mentors there, it's just really kind of boosted me to where I am now and where I'm in life. And I just think if more people reach out to mentors to get kind of um, a skill set or some knowledge, it will really help. And I just firmly believe you also reach out for a mentor who's got the results you want, has expertise in the industry you want to learn. So, for example, if you want to be a bus driver, you learn from a bus driver. If you want to be a fighter jet pilot, you learn from a fighter jet pilot. The same thing with with, with uh, business and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going back earlier, you were saying you get up at four o'clock. What's your average day like? 
Yeah, so I wake up at 4 a.m. So I'm a bit regimental, actually. I wake up at 4 a.m., go downstairs, 4.15, have a black coffee, write down three goals that I've got for my life. After that, I head to the gym, put an audio book in on the way. Then half four, train at the gym for about an hour, sometimes an hour and 15, sometimes an hour and a half. On the way back, listen to the audio book as well. Uh, arrive back home and then go in the shower and then I'll have kind of my protein, etc. Read 30 minutes of a book, whatever book I'm reading at the particular time, and then I'll go on to the day. So I'll start cracking on the day probably about quarter past six in the morning and then I'll work probably till about and this will change in the future i'm sure but i worked probably now till about um 7 p.m on average are you working on getting that down then i take it yeah I, people say work-life balance right and i just i've got massive goals for my life and i just think work-life balance for me at the minute is a load of bull to be honest because look do you think michael jordan had work-life balance do you think kobe bryant do you think gary vaynerchuk do you think tony robbins or jk rowling or serena williams i mean these greats in the world they didn't have work-life balance they they made a priority on something that's going to get them to the lifestyle they want to put their name in the kind of history books and i just think if you've got goals yourself and this is one for the listeners you have to sorry sacrifice that work-life balance because eventually you will get that back as soon as you put in discipline and kind of um, sacrifice on putting in the work to your business goals or your kind of um, financial goals. It's, it's kind of a short-term loss for a long-term gain. So for me, work-life balance right now, um, I'm not after that at all um, because I know it's going to come in the future. And like, I mean, I'm teaching police officers this as well is, look, you've got a job, you've got got business goals as well you're going to have to work very very hard for one or two years but after that one or two years well you're gonna you can resign from the job you have the time back and then you can do what you want with your life you've got it back now mm-hmm. now you've got a book coming out you're going to be a public yes author. the book's called it's called police officer to entrepreneur the six step method for building a successful business beyond the force so yeah that's going to be out in december I believe this year, which is quite exciting. It's basically aimed at uh, helping ex and serving police officers in building successful businesses with entrepreneurial ideas that are fun and respectable, that will provide them with more income, time and passion so they can live life on their terms as well. The bad thing about the police force is that a lot of officers are feeling institutionalized and trapped. They're not spending enough time at home because the job is just dictating their life so much, um, especially with low numbers in the police force. They're not really feel valued in the police force either because the low income and all the work they put in and also the stress so to this day 248 officers have unfortunately killed themselves uh, due to suicide it's it's quite heartbreaking knowing that a job pushed someone to do that also the resonation rates are going through the roof and i just think it's really bad so what officers are finding as well they can't just go for another job because they've been in the police force so long and they haven't typically got a lot of life skills outside the police force because they can't put much on the cv right so this is why um, my company shifts to success is there is to help them build businesses with entrepreneurial ideas because well they don't need a cv they're the boss they're in control of their own life they can become very successful with freedom and flexibility to do what they want where they want as much as they want um, without being dictated by anyone or anything shifts to success that's your latest project yeah, that's my latest company. So the first accelerator is going to be launching in March. We've just started putting out Facebook ads. I think a week today, we have over 280 signals of interest, which is amazing. And What, police police officers? 
Yeah, yeah. 180? So, yeah, so, which is great. So I did a lot of research before launching the company, which is really important for any business. But literally within a week and uh, since the w- launch of the website, we've had 280 officers signal their interests, uh, which is a really great um, kind of rate. Um, we will, we'll, however, only kind of have 30 officers at each time on the accelerators because we want to deliver a full and remarkable result for them. Have you agreed to pledge some funds to a charity too i believe yeah that's right so there's two so there's um, call for backup which is charity to help officers who are dealing with ptsd and depression as well so that that number i just told you about the suicide kind of rate that really i really want to kind of make a difference in that i don't want anyone kind of going through that at all so part of the revenue from the company will be going towards call for backup and also there's a buy one give one which helps with kind of people who buy to come onto the accelerator uh, well a proceeds will go to helping people in third world countries as well oh that's brilliant so i'd like to take you on to another section of the podcast which I call Hearts and Minds. It's where we actually get involved in the emotional side of our journey. So could you tell us how you help other people to move on in their life? Yeah, absolutely. So there's um, police officers are feeling very, very kind of trapped. They're not enjoying their jobs. They're not feeling very kind of fulfilled with the current path they find themselves on. And basically, the company with the mentors we have on board is giving them another opportunity in life because I don't want anyone thinking like it's too late to change because it's not. It's only too late to change if you make that decision. So we really want to accelerate police officers into becoming their own boss and becoming financially independent to live life on their terms. And by essence, we're creating these entrepreneurs are going out there who are helping the economy, but also they are creating value and service in other people's lives. That's what entrepreneurs do. They create value and service in other people's lives and help um, solve meaningful problems. And if, and I'm sure there will be, there's going to be police officers who join the program and turn into become successful entrepreneurs who really they could solve like the world's most meaningful problems i don't know if you've you've heard of the global goals the 17 global goals i haven't personally no big 17 global goals that the uh, the world ha- the world leaders have kind of actioned that i think it's by 2020 a lot of these are going to be kind of helping and poverty and stuff and i just think entrepreneurs have so much power in kind of changing the outcome and changing the world we shape in so by helping police officers build successful businesses well they can go off and maybe change the world as we know it yeah so that's one big thing well it's brilliant can we ask is there any offers or any gifts that you might have for the transform your wealth and health listeners at the minute yeah absolutely so um when the book's released in december going to any of the listeners who they want a who are police or ex-serving officers they can have a free copy of the book completely signed by me i'll just let me know or let yourself know and we will uh we'll ship that over to them no problem oh that's brilliant how, how do you know if they're police officers or just someone who found- yeah so if you just uh what we'll do we'll ask for a picture of the of the, uh, the warrant card and stuff like that um and then we're more than happy to kind of um send that across we do want to kind of send it to police officers and ex-cops as well, only okay then so how can anyone who wants to contact you best get in touch it's uh, alex at shifts to success or you can uh, reach out to any of my social media so twitter instagram or facebook at shifts to success go on to the website www.shiftstosuccess.com okay that's brilliant alex we're going to start winding things down now it's been brilliant talking to you and you are a testament to the kind of person that we want to get on the show someone well not only in both ways actually because not only have you changed your wealth 
situation, but you've changed your health situation as well. From being depressed and suicidal, you've made yourself wealthy and healthy too. So thank you very much for being a shining example. Oh, thank you very much, Andy. Appreciate that. Problem at all. If you subscribe to the podcast at the end of October, we're going to do a draw and everybody will get a prize. We're going to have physical books and ebooks and discounted products from the guests that are on the show. So if you subscribe and send me an email at transformyourwealthandhealth at gmail.com to let me know that you've done so, then we will put you in the draw and we'll make the draw at the end of October and let the winner know. I hope you enjoyed that episode and until next time, start transforming your wealth and health now. 